This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Today's episode is out of this world. Interstellar, you might say. Because this episode, we're talking about all things intersex. My name is Alex Willix Payne. I use they, them pronouns, and this is Stride with Pride. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Stride with Pride. I hope you've had a fantastic week. This week, or this episode, uh, I am interviewing my wonderful friend, AJ, here. So, AJ, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself, introduce yourself. Hi, my name is AJ, my pronouns are they, them, and I am intersex and non-binary. Ooh, that's a funky combination. (laughs) So, tell us a bit about what being intersex sort of means for you. Intersex means that you're born with a body that isn't entirely male or entirely female. Mm. Um, This could be hormones, chromosomes, external or internal genitalia Mm. that defies the binary Mm, yeah i think that's really cool i mean like we as a society are so like binary focused and it's like even the things that we consider binary like sex it is not like right i mean for for me i have partial androgen and sensitivity which means that even though i have xy chromosomes i've developed mostly feminine features because my body does not process uh, testosterone and other androgens. Oh, that's interesting. That's cool. And there's different sort of, um, like a whole bunch of different ways to be intersex, right? So like, what is specifically classified? What's the line? Is there a line? Right. So actually, I read an interesting quote the other day um, on the Interact website. Uh, Interact is a fantastic um, intersex organization, by Mm. the way. Thank you. Um, And it went something along the lines of um, nature doesn't decide where male ends and intersex begins and where intersex ends and female begins, humans decide. Mm. Uh, Which I suppose is an example of how when you look closely, the lines that divide people are blurry. There are a handful of conditions where uh, people debate whether they're intersex conditions or not um and i think a lot of these you know conditions people have very intersex experiences with in them so um i think let people decide what labels they want to use yeah no i think so too i mean like it's very socially constructed i mean like you know obviously everything is socially constructed but like the it's so blurry why do we need to put these categories on it to separate people you know i saw someone on tiktok the other day talking about how um if if you're someone if you're someone who um who has a wide experience with uh different people in bed then um you do get to know how binary sex is not (laughs) i mean yeah because everybody like every body is like completely different right (laughs) 
So like, there's completely different things for you know, different things, you know. Right. Right. <laughs> so like, it's completely different, and everyone's like hormone levels and everything is completely different. But then when it comes to the medical community, uh, there seems to be this cutoff point where. Um, the diversity becomes unacceptable. There's this、mm. line that doctors have drawn in the sand, where if you cross this line, then we consider it a problem. Oh, and that's sort of the、um, the medical、um, stigma, the bodily autonomy that、um, a lot of the intersex community is fighting for. Mm, yeah, because I've heard about、um, oh, what is it? It's, it's like forced、um, right intersex surgery. Yeah, yeah, at babies, right? Right. So actually, when I was born,、um, I had my、uh, internal testes removed. These are the、um, hormone-producing organs、um, that I would need later in life to go through puberty without、mm. uh, taking、um, hormone replacement. Right, and. You know this. This actually happened without my parents' consent. Oh wow!、Um, and definitely without mine I mean, because yeah, I was a, a, a newborn. <laughs>、um, we are told that、um, this is、uh, for preventing cancer,、um, but the the research and the numbers、um, don't add up.、Uh, I I I. I'd love, I'd love for this to be a、uh, a referenced statistic. But recently, I read two、um, to five percent malignancy in、um, internal testes. So we did do some research after the show, and we found in one study where it said the malignancy risk was about five percent in people with the condition that AJ has, and less than one in people with complete androgen insensitivity. But it is important to note that there is、um, a very small data set, and there's a lot of conflicting information on this topic, and some studies. Can report really conflicting results.、Um, some estimating it as low as 0.8 percent to as high as 35 percent. So it's really wide. So what does malignancy mean?、Uh, malignancy means cancer risk. Oh right, right.、Uh, basically, it's an internal version of something that's normally at a much lower temperature.、Mm. So completely unnecessary. Right. And just completely. Right. I mean. But here, here's the thing. Here's the thing.、Um, I got lucky in 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 the fact that I only had my testes removed.、Um, a lot of people with my condition, partial androgen insensitivity, have their entire downstairs remodeled to be a lot more feminine. Yikes! So they're just performing genital surgery on a child. Yes. Yes. For a newborn. On a newborn. Yeah. Without parent con- consent. Without parental consent. How is that legal? <laughs> well, thankfully, and due to the work of organisations like Interact and other intersex、mm. advocates,、um, it's becoming illegal in a lot of countries. Oh, well, that's good. I, I don't know about the.、Um, I, I don't know about New Zealand mm. Um, currently, mm. Um, but I was very excited to、um, read this morning、uh, Pigeon Pagodas,、um, who um, is one of my favourite、um, intersex advocates, was、um, celebrating、uh, Germany's、um, new laws that prevent intersex surgeries on、um, children. Oh, yay, Germany! Good job, <laughs> Germany! Woo! Yeah, finally some. 
Progo's not in New Zealand, but you well, know. I I don't know about New well, Zealand that's actually. True. Yeah. I I need to look that up. Yeah, we can we can do our own research. We can do research together. Nice. <laughs> Us and all of you. Little insert here to fill in some information about the status of it in New Zealand. There unfortunately isn't any laws against it at the moment. There have been calls to ban surgery on intersex babies and kids, but I there hasn't been any decisions made around it, and lots of organisations and advocates have been suggesting that it should be a crime, but it's said in 2017 there were calls made for it and there's nothing else on this official government page about it, so unfortunately I do not think that it has been made a crime yet. So I, I I have vaguely heard that there's sort of some debate about whether intersex people themselves want to be specifically included in the queer community. Can you sort of talk a bit more about that? I know that I've benefited so much from being welcomed by the queer community. Mm. I've made a home for myself in the queer community, and I know that isn't the case for every intersex person. I know that my... Um, homophobic parents would have been um, thrilled for me not to um, make a home for myself here. <laughs> um, I I know that there are intersex people who uh, would rather go stealth. Mm. Um, and I, I think that we can we can respect them at the same time as making it known that intersex people who do want to be part of the queer community are more than welcome. Mm. Yeah, no, I think that's cool. We've sort of talked before, like, how does your being intersex sort of work with your gender identity? So, like, because, like, <laughs> like, you don't have specifically a, you know, male or female binary to transition from or anything, So, but right. you're non-binary, right? Right. So that's, like... How does so, that work for you? So I, I suppose, I suppose, um, I wouldn't use the word, I wouldn't use the word trans as in transition, but mm. maybe trans as in transcending. Oh, that's pretty funky. I kind of, I, I like that. Right. <laughs> so, um, so you know, I, I feel very, I feel very affirmed and um, comforted by um, having having my intersex um, self. Um, acknowledged in my mm. gender. Yeah, you yeah. know. Um, and maybe my gender euphoria in being non-binary comes from a different place than it does in my um in many of my non-binary siblings. Mm. But I still have gender euphoria from that. That's really cool. I really like that the idea, the transcending. <laughs> That's really. Feel free to use that. You know what? I may just. <laughs> Um, and so we've talked before, uh, hasn't been mentioned on here, but you, you've sort of talked about, so you identify as asexual, is that, that right? That's right. Well, so far I've never been in love. Um, I haven't, uh, sex just isn't something I think about. I guess yeah. that makes me asexual. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yay. <laughs> right. Uh, we, we love finding labels that, you know, express our sort of experiences without having to explain each experience like individually and sometimes I wonder you know whether that whether that is in part because of um, because of my intersex variant mm. um, I'm not currently taking hormones but even when I was 
um, I didn't have any experience with um, romantic or sexual attraction. Mm, yeah. Um, but then it's only been in the last few years that I've really started accepting myself and allowing myself to think about these things. Mm. So um, I really am still finding finding my feet and um, I know I, I, I know I know that um, actually a lot of a lot of queer people do change their their labels yeah um, and at the moment I'm happy um, and thrilled to be a part of the um, asexual community as well yeah yeah but you said you sort of had some conflict with identifying as part of that because you think it could be part of part yeah so so i know i know that a huge amount of the work um in the um asexual community is around um making sure that people um understand that asexuality is not a medical condition Mm. so here i am um with a medical condition (laughs) um claiming that label um and and realizing that 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 does make me a little different from some people in the same spaces Mm, yeah i mean i can see where that comes from but i think like it's a wide spectrum you know right there are the the shared experiences are there um the same the same the same issues the same um uh Benefits that you know, I get all the memes. <laughs> yeah, memes are always good. <laughs> yeah, I think I find that really interesting. The way that sort of these different parts of your identity really—I don't want to say hinge on, but like I, I really—they do, they do. They like like my my queer identity um, is is centered in my intersex experience, mm. and you know, I I have an asexual flag. I have a non-binary flag. But you know they're they're little A four flags, you know, and and I have this massive intersex flag mm. that hangs in my room, um, because I suppose it's 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 like a planet that these other identities orbit. Oh, I like that metaphor. Yeah, no, I think that's really cool. I know that a lot of um, intersex people don't actually find out that they're intersex until later in life when like it sort of starts applying more did you sort of have any experience with that like not realizing or anything i would have so i my parents knew that i was intersex when i was born Mm -hmm. um i wasn't allowed in on that information until i was 14 and only then because um my consent was required this time for um, hormone replacement so that uh, I could start a puberty. Oh, so you just, like, wouldn't be able to if you didn't? I don't think so. Huh. I, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't know exactly, but that was why I was told. Mm. Um, mm. I wonder, you know, if, if I was told even then with a great deal of reluctance. Mm. And I would have found out. I, yeah. You know, <laughs> I... I would have, I would have worked it out. I would have had questions. Yeah, I mean, how did you sort of react when you were told about this? Honestly, at the time, the biggest deal to me was learning that I couldn't have children. Mm. Um, and aside from that, I really, um, I really pushed a lot of it down. Mm. Um, I, I did a lot of, like, I, I just forgot it. <laughs> A, a, a lot of the time because that's what I was supposed to do 
Oh, really? That that's that's what I was expected to do. You know, oh. this was supposed to be this um this the secret that I kept to the grave. Oh wow. Um and so it's been a bit of a journey to um reach a point in my life where I was able to, you know, first um come out to some friends. Mm. Um and then join the queer community and get that support and and, um actually quite recently i was um i i found the the courage to um to start sharing um content about being intersex on my facebook page where all of my parents (laughs) friends oh wow that that does take some courage (laughs) yeah um but i thought um you know and in the future i'd love to be involved in some intersex advocacy Mm. um i actually i i met a woman at um a um at the what was it um relationship and consent um for um in rainbow for rainbow identifying youth the talk that we had Mm. um the the public lecture that was on last week i made some connections um there with other intersex people that um might turn into some uh advocacy work later oh that's really cool so just knowing that this was something i wanted to be involved in um in the near future Mm. um it made sense for me to be more public about it yeah so that i i really had that space to um work in yeah yeah you, you also have your uh, your TikTok where you do advocacy work, don't oh, you? Oh right! <laughs> hey, I have I have a um, I have a TikTok um, uh, moss being on TikTok. I uh, share um, I share anecdotes and um, pieces of, of information about the intersex experience, um, and. Yeah, no, I, I've been enjoying that. Um, I actually, I, I really started it. I really started it for for me mm. um, as as sort of um, something um, something to use as sort of a soundboard for mm. finding other intersex people online. Oh yeah, um, and um, and actually, online spaces have been fantastic. Um, I've been able to meet. Uh, uh, other intersex people with a variety of variants mm. um um in um on discord and facebook mm. and uh tiktok and that's been cool yeah we, we love finding community yeah <laughs> yeah um so you said it, it was quite a journey there what was the like sort of emotional journey to s- sort of this place of acceptance and sort of community like what were there things that sort of hindered you? Uh, what sort of helped you along the way? I think um, I think a lot of it started when um, I think a lot of it started when my brother came out. Um, so my brother is a cis gay man, um, and he um, he told me this when we were driving in the car one day, and you know I I'd grown up in a family that that is very homophobic. Oof. Um, and so I quickly started learning to love and accept my brother. Mm. Um, and this kind of led to me being able to accept myself as well. Right. Well, that's good. (laughs) Um, yeah. So, um, you know, he's been, he's been a huge part of, 
um, of, of supporting me in my journey. Uh, I, I think another thing was realizing that I was asexual. Mm. I, I was really excited about the uh, the Todd Chavez um, Bojack Horseman character Todd oh, Chavez yes. um, that that episode um, I was pumped for it watching it I was like yes and then afterwards I really had to do some self reflection <laughs> <laughs> well this is what representation's for right this Why is what important? representation is for um, intersex representation oh yeah and, tell us more about um, that <laughs> we have. We have Stevoni, oh, Stevoni of Steven Universe, where um, they do an interview and we get to see their profile mm. um, on Instagram, uh, and they uh, they have non-binary intersex <gasps> in their profile. Oh my god, it's canon, right? Um, and and that's cool, you know. That is cool. Um, I think I think representation, I think representation needs to be. Uh, explicit and canon, mm. um, and maybe maybe I'll find media in the future mm. where intersex characters um, face some challenges and some character development that is related to their being intersex. Mm. I think we'll see that one day. Yeah, I think we'll see that one day. Maybe it exists and I just don't know. Right? <laughs> yeah. So I've read this book. I think it's called None of the Above, and it's about um, someone. Um, who uh, grow up their whole life as uh, just thinking they were just a girl, but then they find out in sort of their teens um, that they are intersex, and that it's about the struggles of dealing with accepting that about themselves and how to tell other people that. Um, I mean, I'm not entirely sure if it's good representation or not because you know, I don't I, quite. I, have I that. think I think that's a really common experience. Mm. I think that's a really common experience. Um, a lot of intersex variants are revealed. Uh, in puberty, mm. for example, um, if I had had um, complete androgen insensitivity, or if um, my, or 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 just um, if I hadn't, if if it hadn't been noticed when I was born, mm. um, I might I might have found out um, when I was sixteen and still hadn't started puberty. Mm. Um, a lot of a, a lot of intersex people find out then. Hmm. So, like, it, what you want in representation... I mean, like, firstly, you want representation at all. At all, right? <laughs> yeah, because I know that a lot of, you know, people that sort of do get the representation... Like, I don't want to say that, like, like, just cis gay people have, like, a lot of representation, but the representation tends to focus on gay-specific issues rather than just by happenstance being gay and doing normal character things. So right. would you prefer, or I mean, I guess you just want representation at all, right? Like it's not, this, like, is there one that you'd prefer more about like this person is intersex, but that's just a thing about them and they're doing all these other things or more focused stories or both? That's a really good question. I haven't thought enough about it. Mm. I think people don't know what intersex is. Mm. And actually that's one of the cool things about uh, Stevani is mm. that um, yes, Stevani is a magical part alien um, fusion, um, but they just are. Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, um, I think I think I, th I think this this is important. Mm. Um, if you want to have intersex characters um, in work that you write. 
go go um go the distance and doing your research mm. uh i i'm reluctant to say ask intersex people um because that's a lot of free work yeah um pay intersex people there we go pay mm. intersex people uh to to be a uh to, to be a what's the word cultural um, advisor culture advisor <laughs> yeah um, and and also understand that you know I that the the conversation is focused really around um, partial and complete androgen insensitivity because mm. uh, that's my variant but there are a lot of different variants yeah you know there's there's gonadal dysgenesis mm. uh, which is uh, a a variant where um someone with xy chromosomes uh does not develop testes they oh, yeah. they have a uh, a a streak gonad instead and that does not produce testosterone uh-huh. um there is um uh Kleinfelters where um a 46xxy i think is is the chromosomal makeup Correction here, it is actually 47XXY. Um, and this will, this will be a person with a mixture of um, feminine and masculine traits. Mm. Uh, there is PCOS, where someone uh, assigned female um, may develop facial hair and masculine features during puberty, mm. and a number of other variants. Mm. Completely wide spectrum. Right. <laughs> So I have a segment on a show called Creator Spotlight at the end of my episodes. Is there oh, nice. a specific intersex creator that you want to shout out and talk about their work? Ooh, okay. I have I have two. Oh, okay. Two. Go ahead. Um one one is Pigeon Pagodas. Oh, how do you spell that? Uh Pigeon on Instagram is P I D G E O N. Oh. Um so Pigeon has been a voice for the intersex community for a number of years. Um they were one of the first advocates that I encountered online and they make a lot of really uplifting content. The too cute to be binary, <laughs> the uh, intersex joy um, and uh, a number of other great uh, social media things. Oh, and uh, one of the classics. There were even intersex dinosaurs, if you think about it. Ooh. Was was a was a line that Pigeon said in a um, in, in an interview. Oh, cool. Uh, the the other creator um, I would also recommend. Nova Starchild on TikTok. Um, she does a lot of uh, content around being a woman who uh, looks very different to other women. Mm. Um, uh, so she's a creator who was uh, assigned female and is a bearded woman. Oh, cool. um, and um, living in that space uh, is a very intersex experience. Mm. And, and actually, it's quite different from mine because... I um while 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 my while my intersex experience has been very um medical hmm. um I you know I I have a, a very um uh dyadic I think I think that's the word um I I have a very afab appearance hmm. um and 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 so that's a a unique voice um in the uh in the intersex community that um 
uh, a, a unique voice amongst the intersex advocates that I follow. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming and talking to me today, AJ. I think I've learned a lot. I hope you guys have too. I've really enjoyed learning more about what it means to be in six, uh, specifically for you, because the spectrum is very wide. Um, this is individual experience, but you know, yeah, it's still interesting to learn about. You know, we get different bits of experience and right. different parts of people. There, there are a lot of different perspectives yeah. in, in the intersex community, you know. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good note to end this episode on. I hope you all have a wonderful week or day or evening or, you know, whenever you're listening to this, I hope you have a wonderful time. You're a spectacular and amazing person. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to spread your joy. See you next time. Bye. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.